ATL Sports Talk with Eugene Morton coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia, here via iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Spotify. Eugene, we have to talk about the playoffs here. And, Eugene, yeah. you know I got to give you a little bit for this. You should. I, I have to I, give I, you a little bit for <laughs> this. You know where we need to start here, Eugene. In one of our previous playoff episodes, which is our... Uh, available right now on all reputable streaming sites. There is one Eugene Morton making a prediction on the playoffs. His faith in the Warriors seemed to have wavered and you had picked, you chose, you changed your, I did. So my original pick I did and and I I talked myself out of it and I should listen to you because you had the greatest point ever. And it's kind of like, Oh yeah, that guy, Kevin Durant is playing for the for the Golden State Warriors. And mm-hmm. who would have thought that Joker would have just well, yes, we should I should have known cuz we we watched him play against the the Clippers and just destroy them and they had that 50 point game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. It and I totally forgot about the Kevin that you know, the that Kevin guy. Durant, that guy. That guy that guy. That guy was playing for them and I can't I'm not going to lie to you. When Kevin went down I had some trepidation and it lasted about for about 20 minutes <laughs> of maybe our can the Warriors pull it off. But then I reminded myself that the Warriors were 73 and nine without Katie. And they're just going to go back to playing Warriors basketball. Yeah. Which is what they did. Yeah. It's hard to stop. These guys are moving around too much. Um, The last game, the biggest indicator for the last game was when they went into the second half and they were tied and Steph had zero points. Yeah. We know that that's not going to be how the game finishes. Nope. Does he finish with 30 over 30? I don't know about that, but <laughs> we know he's not going to finish with zero. No. <laughs> and we it's know. tied. It's tied and he has no points. It's almost like Steph Curry didn't play and it's tied. He's still on the bus. He forgot to get dressed. Yeah. And then he comes in the second half and becomes Steph Curry again. And then they end up losing. Well, see, I knew I did. I had a fear too. the game before game five was when. So the, how the sequence happened when Katie went out, hurt, whatever, hurt the calf. Um, he went out. And so he's got he's he's out of the game. That was game five, right? Yes. OK. Draymond has five fouls. He fouls out just some steps because a stupid reach in foul. So there's like three to four minutes left and they still can't beat them. They were bringing off guys off the bench. I'm going to say I never even knew we're on the team. I feel like there was they were just calling people in. Dude, we could have we could have went out. Hey, we'll play. I've we'll always felt like I could play for Golden State. Yeah, and still get. A I feel like those were the types of guys they're bringing in. I was like, is that a guy on the team? Was he sitting in the stands? They just brought him in. It was just, and that that to me right there was going okay. Golden State is not going to lose this series because if Houston can't just they were within five or they were, they were within striking distance. You got probably their two, one of their two biggest players out and they're bringing guys off the bench. Then who, and you know, since their bench, since they've re-signed KD, they have not had the money to keep that bench the way that the, the Golden State bench was like, like it was in the past. Right. So now you can't even beat the scrub guys on the bench coming off. Well, I feel you only like got two guys at guard. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about Golden State. And here's where I, I feel like you, you're, you're, um, you're selling some of these guys short 
in my opinion, and I'm gonna give you the guys. I feel like you're selling short. Okay, Sean Livingston. Sean Livingston is is a guy. Sean Livingston, and, and let me tell you why I feel so strongly about these guys that I'm naming. Uh, Sean Livingston, Iguodala, um, and there's another player that I can't think about right now. There's about three players on Golden State. Um, Iguodala being the most obvious because he he's a Finals MVP. Right, and, and it's Andre Iguodala. I remember his Philly days. He was a guy. He was a guy in Philly, and he, he was, was. He's a player. He is, but does but I would. But if I'm Houston, I'm saying beat me. Those guys beat me. Don't, I, don't I let Clay like or don't let. They are definitely going to to try. But I I think that these guys can. Like Sean Livingston and Iguodala still got something in the tank. And I feel like these guys can in their roles. We did um, a, another show where we talked about players not being except, I guess, roles that they're in. And in their roles, they excel. Excel. Andre can give you. He can start for some teams, but he could, he'll come off the bench for Golden State, right? And he can give you a solid performance, right? Andre Iguodala was single handedly keeping him in the game at some points in Game Six by himself. Yeah, he he was definitely a, that guy who gets you through. Because you know, with Steph and Clay, the thing is about shooters is it's high risk, high reward. They if they're making shots. It's gonna be it's gonna be a great game, right? If they're missing shots, it's gonna be a horrible game, right? Now the thing is about Golden State. What makes Golden State an anomaly in in the NBA history is that they make shots and they make them from damn near half court. Like they can shoot them from anywhere. So we got Clay, we got this the backcourt that can shoot the way they do. Stephen Clay, Eugene could take shots. That on any other NBA team would have a coach pulling their hair out and being oh, yeah. like, "Are you? Why the hell did you take that shot?" The uh, super low the, percentage no, 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 for no, any no, other okay, player, <laughs> exactly. Super low percentage for any other player, but for this particular backcourt, these are high percentage shots. Dude, Steph is shooting it from damn near right inside the the half court line, and it's a high percentage shot oh, for yeah. him if he's open. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, and yeah. then he can shoot the shot with uh, in traffic. Uh. They had a sequence of a play that Draymond, who you cannot give enough credit to. Oh my God. It's like Draymond five years ago. Playing out of playing like old Draymond, right? Yeah. Exactly. Playing the way that he's he's gonna get that contract. You know, somebody's gonna back the brink truck up, Tim. Um he he passed the ball, like he uh Steph passes the ball into Draymond. Draymond's driving mm-hmm. to the basket. Steph is being trapped. Uh, he passes the ball into to a, a driving Draymond. Draymond kicks the ball back out to the perimeter. Um, I forgot who that player was out there. They immediately kick it out to Clay because of um, that. Just basketball IQ to show how high the Warriors basketball IQ yeah. is. Because when Draymond collapsed, uh, he knew that there was a players. I think I don't know if it was Chris Paul that was guarding the players towards the perimeter, but they had to drive in to keep him from just laying it up or dunking the ball. Yeah. They they drive in on him. He kicks out to the perimeter to another player sitting out there who kicks it out to Clay, who shoots it in between like two Houston players. Yeah, he's like right in between the right. Houston players, and he shoots a shot, and it was like a dagger three because it was a three that took them back up because they were at one point towards the end of the game teetering in like three point lead yeah. and stuff like yeah. that, and they were keeping it one possession, and uh, he shoot shot a three that made it two possession. I think yeah. if I'm not mistaken, and um, that's a killer thing and too, stuff like that. Yeah, like Houston. They didn't get blown out in any games. There might be a quarter or two that they were down by, you know, like 20 or something like that, but they were never blown out. They just could never 
get past over that hump. It's what do they do? What did he? I remember you sent me the text message. You like this team will never win a chip. They will never afterwards. win. Well, look, I even made notes about that. I mean, look, they've they've got 150 million in guaranteed money this year, and it's all tied into those five guys. They're five starters, which Harden, Paul, yeah. Clint Capella, yeah. Eric Gordon, and PJ Tucker yeah. owed 115 million in guaranteed, and then 35 of that. What is going to is to Chris Paul, yes. right? Yes, yes, it's crazy. So I don't know. I mean, what can you do? They have no picks in the draft this year. None. None. So what do you do at that point? Um, And I see here your note on they, it, it's a good chance that they can lose uh, role players like Gerald Green, Austin Rivers, who was big for them in this series. Shumper was. And Shumper made a couple great shots. He was phenomenal. For them in this series also. I mean, uh, the only thing I was, my question was, uh, what the hell was Clint um, Capella doing? Capella Kela had a some Capella was getting them a lot of boards in game six. Like I felt like Capella was six, getting yeah. them a lot oh, yeah, of boards. He had, he had ten and ten mm-hmm. for that game. He had ten points and ten boards. Mm-hmm. But other of the game, look at he's first game four, four and points, six. So 14, are these 10, points and boards? Those are points and boards throughout the, his series. All right, so four points, six six boards, first game. Fourteen points, ten boards, which was his best game in the series. Fourteen points, ten boards, thirteen points, eleven boards. Six points, nine boards, yikes. Six points, 14 boards, 10 points, 10 boards. So, I mean, out of the three games, he had three double-doubles. And I feel like I don't know what he's getting paid. Um, If he's getting paid like like a guy who's going to give you solid minutes and energy on the court and can get you some um, second-chance baskets and opportunities, then I feel like it's a good investment. If he's getting paid... um like an all-star, then it's going to be a bad investment. I will have to look to see exactly what, what that number is. I feel like guys like Clint Capella are great to have on your team. As long as you know what they're going to give you, your team, right. You know what I mean? As long as you come into the game, you don't expect to get 20 and 15 from the guy. Right. So, uh, he's signed a five year contract for $90 million because he's averaging $18 million a year. Okay, I mean, when you got guys that are averaging forty, I feel like they can. So let's go to the top of the league, like your steps of the league, right? Where they can average forty a year, mm-hmm. they can get to forty million a year. I'd say he's less than half a step. Like that's not crazy to me. Like that amount of money, and because the NBA players they get paid a lot now. Yeah, that amount of money to me is not crazy, and I feel like a lot of other teams would pay it. Yeah, but they could have got a little more out of him. I mean, just that—that that he's I one. Mean, of the, you're hoping for more than four points yes, and six points. Yes. You're definitely hoping for more than that. You oh. need to at least be getting to double digit. And some of the points. games, like I said, he just looked lost. He didn't look like he was. It was just like, what are you doing? He's, I don't know if it was the pressure of playing this team again early on, but yeah, I was like, he was one of those guys. Like he just didn't look like he was. He didn't realize he was in a basketball arena for some some of the times I was watching him play. So uh, when you were watching the game as it was taking place, what were what emotions were you going through there? I just knew it. I I, I was, when did you at what point did you know? Oh, it? I knew after the game after game five. Like so, you never thought the Rockets had a chance in game after six? after game five. No, when they when like I said when KD went out, then Draymond went out, and then they couldn't even close the gap. They just never they never looked like other than those two games that were just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they come back, uh, even the overtime game they had to win in overtime. Mm-hmm. And the game four, I don't know if you watched that one. I mean, there was two shots. I don't know how the hell they didn't go in from Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant 
like that he I mean when he when that three left his hand, looked like a line drive, looked like it's going straight in. It, it goes off the rim and uh I think Draymond somebody threw up and threw it tipped the ball back. Kevin Durant gets it and he sets the screen for Curry, which is look that you always think that's gonna be the dagger. You thought that was gonna be the one that makes them go over overtime overtime. So they missed two shots there. Right. So they luckily they got out of that game luckily winning by three points. So that game four. The story this the the story here for the Houston Rockets is good they, regular season game. Good, good regular, regular season, season team. Yep. yep. Great regular season team. But the thing is about championship teams, and we see this dude, we see the Patriots do it. Um is that championship teams win when they're supposed to. Yeah. A championship team, when Houston, when Katie's not playing in this game. And there was all this talk about if Chris Paul was healthy last year. Can he we was. put that to bed now? Yeah. I think that's over. I think I think two years got settled with this one game. Yeah. Two years got settled yeah. in this game six. We settled it. Yeah. Anybody saying that if Chris Paul was healthy last year, they think that they would have won a chip. Well, Chris Paul's healthy this year and KD was not playing in a loss. And also they missed 27 and threes. Said, so, I mean, that, that could be part of <laughs> You know, you can blame Chris Paul all you want, but if you miss 27 threes in the last year's game, you're going to lose. You're going to lose the game. Right. So, no, it's that and James Harden. Where are you at, dude? Why are you not? Why are you not? Why is the ball not in your what hands? What was his line? What was James Harden's I mean, line? Harden had good numbers. They're all there. 35, 29, 41, 38, 31, 35. So, if you... Okay, so let's, let's, let's go over that again. 35, first game. 29, second game. 41, third game. 38, fourth game. 31 fifth game, 35 sixth game, right? Mm-hmm. Very comparable to KD. KD had 35 first game, just like James. 29 second game, just like James. 46, five points more than James' third game for, to, to James's 41. 34 fourth game for KD. 38 fourth game for James. 22, and that's the game where he went out. Yep. Uh, 22. In that fifth game to James is 31. Um, I'm not going to lay this on James Harden as much as I would lay it on Chris Paul. If I had to, because James Harden is what he is. He is what he is. Yeah. Gene, like I don't, uh, I don't see, I don't see he, him becoming a different animal. And he's James Harden, despite this loss, in my opinion, is can still be the best player on a championship team. Oh yeah, absolutely. And but there yeah. aren't very many of those guys no. in the NBA. You know, it's funny as we, like we said, I was having a conversation with a friend, a coworker actually two days ago about this. And I said, as much as we throw around the being the number one player on a championship team, there's like five guys in the NBA. Right. Maybe that can fit this role. Yeah. It's not like it's a role that 15 guys can fit. You know what I mean? There's not yeah. very many guys who can be the best player on a championship team. Right. And um, I feel like James Harden is one of those guys. And if you look too, look at the points through four games between the total points between two teams was Warriors with 448 Rockets with 447. Very so they closely were right matched there. Very closely so that's matched tied to two, Right. Um, and then, but who would have thought it'd be over in six? This should have went seven games, man. It should have went. This should have went seven games. But and again, if you can't over cl- six, if you can't close out game five when Kevin Durant goes out on injury, then Draymond takes himself out of the game. He did a super reaching foul. That's your time, and that's where James Harden should have t- taken over that game. Okay, I, I feel like he took over two and um, three and four. 
and he had moments in five and six, but he like, why is, why is he not like taking more shots? Like he needs to be having the ball in his hand. It's, it's such a can't you damned if you do or damned if you don't right for our players like James Harden, because if you're taking too many shots, people are like, you're, you're you need to pass the ball. If you're passing the ball, people are like, why did you take the shot? Right. I don't feel like guys like that can win. Just go out and play your game. I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, as you discussed before, they do not have a pick in the upcoming draft. That means they were going to come into the season either trying to work through free agency, but they have a lot of money committed already. Um, and come into next year just trying to see what they can do to get better. Because yeah. I feel like this team has a bad problem. I think I, when you outright suck, when it's, you outright suck, that's not a, it is what it is, yeah. right? You're horrible, right? When you have the players on your team to get over the hump and you don't, it's got to be dejecting in the lock. It's got to be like we have everything here, but we cannot get over the hump, right? You know. So let's move on to the Boston Milwaukee series, and we'll kind of get a little bit more into. Uh, we're we're kind of get a little bit more into uh, free agency and stuff like that in another episode. Okay. Um. I like your Bill Simmons quote here. Isn't that, says, I think that they, sums Bill up that Simmons series says, perfect. They done this all season for seven solid months. Everything you're watching. None of this is surprising. I could be talking about either team and, and that's true. Yeah, that's true. When you look at the, I guess I just, we all went into this season thinking that Boston with how far they went into that playoff run last year. Mm-hmm. That, adding Hayward and Kyrie can be nothing but good. Yeah. Right. You had a young core that was, um, pushing teams to the limit and, uh, being a, f- a few games away from, from at least playing for it all. They would have got beat by golden state, of course, but you know, you, 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 you're, uh, having serviceable show more than serviceable showings. Like yeah. they're respectable showings and not yeah. serviceable. They're respectable. They're, they're pretty good actually. Yeah. took Cleveland to seven games, uh, last year. And then this year comes and they seem like they struggled out the gate. But I always felt because I don't know if you remember this, but in 2008, I want to say when the big three first got together, I was working with uh, my friend who's a Cleveland fan. I was at work with him and I used to have like a we used to work in this call center. So like a stack of Sports Illustrated. I would just get and I would be reading them because I could reach read them between calls. And we were talking about. Uh, KG, uh, Kevin Garnett, and Ray Allen getting to Boston. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling him then, I said, bro, they're going to win a chip. Like, they're going to win a chip. I don't know if it's going to be this year, but I think they're going to have a good shot at right. it. They're going to win a chip. Now, they struggled out the gate. They kind of struggled, but then they figured it out. Okay. Fast forward to when LeBron goes to Miami. Yep. Out the gate, they weren't great. No. They weren't great as they ended up being. But then they figured it out. Okay. Now fast forward to the Boston situation. I'm thinking, okay, they got a good team. Now, it's not exactly a one-for-one comparison because it's not like you had a, a superstar sitting there, but you had a good collective group that had taken the team far. Yeah. And you're adding Hayward and Kyrie into it. You're yep. adding the superstars into it. Coming group. back after injury. injuries and stuff. Yeah, because Hayward so, was gone like a whole year. A whole year with a devastating injury. Um, I'm thinking they're going to figure it out. Eugene, like, well, I was like, Oh, well, I've seen this movie before. Yeah. They just got to figure it out. They didn't figure it out. No, you were, you were, up, <laughs> you were, and everybody else. Okay. I'll start break, you know, uh, you know, October through December, you know, 
get through the the bumps. But yeah, no. After All Star break, you can't you can't just turn it on in the playoffs. You've got to have some kind of you got to have the your chemistry rotation set. is what can't be turned yeah. on in my opinion. You can't turn on a chemistry. You can turn on interest if chemistry present is already present, like the Warriors. Right, Warriors are just disinterested. You know what I mean? They they were just as bored. you saw, they could at any time if they decide to wake up beat you. Is what you saw them do. Yeah. Um, in game six as of late. But their chemistry was there. Yeah. You uh, now that I think that you can definitely wake up the interest, but you can't wake up the chemistry. Yeah. If the chemistry is not there at all star break, I don't see how it's going to be there later. Yeah. You know, I'm surprised they didn't make a move on the all star break. Just maybe shake up, shake up some things. Who would they have moved? I I don't know. I'm just thinking they've gotten. They're probably worried about getting their present group gelling. Yeah. You can imagine adding a guy into that locker room. Well, maybe just like I said, maybe take away because I mean, they had so many guys last year that were playing valuable, valuable minutes, maybe move some of those guys somewhere else. One or two of those guys. I, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of something that would have just said, okay, maybe just bring in more bench guys, maybe up that a rim protector type versus, but they had too many scorers. Too many people that want the ball. I think the only thing Boston could have done, and this is going to sound sacrilegious. It would have sounded sacrilegious then, but I think people would understand it more now is they would have had to have either moved Kyrie or Gordon Hayward. Yeah. You bring back your old team. Sometimes we want certain things to work. And I feel like Boston needed this to work because of maybe promises made. And we talked about this off air. When you're an organization that courts a Gordon Hayward, Mm -hmm. You make, I'm pretty sure you've made promises to this player, right? You've said, Hey, you're going to be our guy. We, we, we want you here. We really love you. You know, they're your pitch. Your pitch is, is, um, you're the best things in sliced bread pitch. Okay. Now you get to a point where I feel like because of all that, there's more pressure to insert him back into the starting lineup. Even if it's before he's really ready to be inserted into the starting lineup. Right. So I think it's all of those checks that your mouth wrote in the courting process, in the process of getting him to come to your team that now you got to try to cash. Now, as soon as you're ready to play, we're going to put you out there, right? You're paying him too much money to just have him riding a bench or coming off the bench. Right. But maybe he's not ready. And then that's dejecting to young players. Yeah. Or oh, you're talking about Hayward, right? Hayward. Yeah. It's dejecting yeah, the, to you young could players. Tell, but the, you, you could tell like he would have those games where it's, he's the old Gordon Hayward where he was going in, driving the lanes. Absolutely. And, but he had flashes. He had the flashes. Then I think he, in the back of his mind, which I don't blame him, that injury probably pops up in the back of his mind. Oh crap. I can't, I don't feel like driving this, them in this bucket. And he was shell mm-hmm. he was settling for jumpers. Right. So do you feel like that's, um, you feel like that's a sign of things to come, or do you feel like he's going to be better next year? I think he'll be better next year. I think so, I think too. so. As your injury gets further, because you remember Paul George had an injury, Paul. devastating Olympics injury, uh, devastating, and you see he's come back. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. And maybe it just takes you getting further and further away from that injury. Yeah. To where it's not as, it's not lingering in your mind. Right. So, they go on to play Milwaukee now, and... Milwaukee just embarrassed him. Gentle, oh. Gentleman sweep. They got embarrassed by well, Milwaukee. Well, the game won. So you thought, oh, wow, look at this team. Look at Boston. I, I think they can do it, right? You go, oh, maybe maybe it's gelling. And then all then two. <laughs> then it stopped after that. Then it was never then it was never looking back. Right. 
And then uh, Paul Pierce is declaring that the series was over after like uh, when Boston won that game. Oh, yeah. He, and he, had yeah. egg on his face for the next four. He goes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Paul Pierce, it's like he's the, the king of hot takes at this point. Well, you know, Giannis had 22 in the first game, 29 in the second game, 32 in the third game you have here, 39 in the fourth game and 20 in the fifth. Didn't even matter last game because they blew him out. So he probably, <laughs> right, took the foot off the gas. Yep. Um, and plus the Celtics, like they knew it was over yep. at a certain point in that oh, game yeah. also. You could tell that they, they weren't playing at so that point. So Kyrie's lines that you have here, are the, is that an assist on the second line? Yes. Uh, All right, so 26 and 11, 9 and 4, second game. 9 and 4, yikes. 29 and 6, third game, which looks to be no. twenty. That 26 and 11 was his best, which is the one they won, I think. Um. 23 and 10 in the fourth game and 15 and one in the fifth. Mm. I think that people from what I was, I listened to Kendrick Perkins on the, on the herd. And I've been listening, of course, to, you know, I, I listened to a lot of these shows to, to listen for the fallout of this. I knew there was going to be some kind of fallout um, for this situation. It's, it's kind of crazy to me. Because Kendrick was like, he didn't like his lackadaisical attitude. Like, he felt like he had a lackadaisical attitude about losing. He oh, felt yeah. like um, Kyrie was just kind of like, oh, well, you know, it's just another just another day type situation. Right. You know what I mean? And I, maybe they wanted, maybe people wanted him to be more passionate about that. I'm not sure exactly what he does about it. Um, do you think it was more bad Boston versus good Milwaukee? Or what do you think? They just, like, either you could just, well, you, you nailed it. They just never gelled. They were never they were never together. I mean, there were times you, you could tell there were times where Kyrie was calling out the team during pressers, you know, and, but again, I mean, they did have that plane ride where he, you know, he basically said, I'm a jerk. It was, you know, he, he owned up a lot of things, but again, you could just help this team never just dealt together. They, they not like last year's team. So what do you have uh, coming to the end of this show here? I want to really get onto the, the picks because we have two games uh, today. As a matter of fact, yeah, Philly and Toronto and we have Portland and Denver two game sevens. Yes. Glorious, glorious day. This is it is. <laughs> I got two game sevens and Game of Thrones later on tonight. Yeah. So I'm very happy. happy a Sunday. very great Sunday <laughs> that, that we're having here. So Philly, Toronto, who got, you know, I already have Toronto in this. I have Toronto coming out the East, so I have to stay with Toronto. Yeah, I've I got to say the same. And plus, they're playing at home. So every road, every home team is one. So. Okay, so you got Toronto and Philly, yep. Toronto? Yep. Okay. Portland, Denver. This Okay, so the Portland, Denver series has me, I, I have to admit something here. It's been a lot of fun. I have to admit something here, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of ashamed to say this. I didn't, I picked Portland in a series. And so I'm going to stick. I have the courage of my convention, I'm, convictions. I'm going to stick with Portland here. Right there with you. However, Jokic, and I remember telling you this before. I told you this before, and I still feel this. I feel strongly stronger about it now. Yeah. This guy's the truth, man. Like, Jokic was the truth. In my opinion, even though I don't watch a lot of Denver games, it wasn't lost on me that his name kept coming up in the MVP. Like he was distant in the MVP, but he was yeah. mentioned. Yeah. He was mentioned in the MVP. And this is like mid season. You know, they were like, Jokic mentioned in MB- in um the MVP race. What is 
I'm just ashamed that I've discounted Denver up to this point. You know what I mean? Because they're number I, two seed, and I've been discounting them ever, all the we, way. I'm right there with you. After watching that that um, San Antonio series where San Antonio took them to them, and I was thinking, okay, then Portland's going to walk all over them. It's just going to. But oh my, I mean, I, who knew Paul Millsap still had had it in him? Jamal Murray's been great. I mean, Murray and Jokic have been amazing. Um, they've been playing great defense on Lillard. Mm-hmm. The, so I don't know. And for, not letting him really get open, and, even though he had 32 that last. Yeah. Game. Yeah. Yeah. So they've been, it, those have been tough points. Like you, the stat line, a uh, for Lillard and McCollum. So they've, they've both had to work for their points, but for the love of God, Portland, please box out on rebounds. I've never seen. A I team. don't know if it's going to be easy, man. Jokic is, is, um, turning into what's becoming a very, phenomenal player for me because he's the of the different roles that he fills. Right. Jokic fills a several different roles. He is a guy who's facilitating like the ball runs through Jokic. Oh yeah. That is amazing to yeah. me. That's amazing. You have the ball run. He he looks like a giraffe running on the court. He, he looks lo- very slow. He looks like a guy that just like finishes finishes a six pack of beer and goes out there and plays basketball. <laughs> He Did you like see the four overtime? He's like, moving in the slow motion, game, man. He was like, he would look like he's going to fall over. But he is phenomenal. He's out yeah. there balling. Yeah, you know, he's, he's balling. playing old man basketball. It, it, exactly, <laughs> it, exactly. It's like it's almost you know what it is, and I think you just hit it right there. In the in this day and age of people racing up the floor, super fast pace, ball moving all over the place, um, Warriors basketball that we've yeah. become accustomed to watching. Jokic is like a throwback. Yeah. He's a throwback and and he's a throwback mixed in with some newer skills because he can shoot from perimeter and he facilitates. And That's he can, not throwback. He could throw the, he, you he know what I mean? Those 80, he, I swear, I bet he could like throw a football like 100 yards the way he throws out, throws a basketball down the court. Right. I've seen those coast to coast where he just chunks the ball up and it just hits the guy. He's got great passing yeah. skills. He can shoot from the perimeter yeah. and he's a big guy. Yeah. That's something that's just amazing to me yeah. because even when you had Dirk, you know, shooting from perimeter. The five was never really his spot or anything like that. But when Dirk was being a big guy shooting from perimeter, it was a situation which I think Dirk maybe shoots from perimeter better than Jokic does. I will have to look at the stats and see. But I don't think Dirk ever passed the ball like Jokic no, does. No, Jokic no. passes that passes the rock a lot better. And that's just something I'd, I'm not used to seeing in this day and age, in this NBA. And I feel like he deserves a lot of the credit that I did not give him before and the only reason i'm gonna tell you this too i don't feel good about this pick eugene i don't feel good about this pick i'm thinking right now the only reason i'm sticking with this pick is because i made this pick yeah i picked portland i'm yeah. just sticking with him yeah. my portland's still here so i'm gonna stick with the pick yeah but i don't feel great about it now looking at this last stat line that you have here and we're gonna wrap this up here looking at this last stat line that you have you can't have Lillard giving you 32 and McCollum giving you 30. I don't think that that Denver is going to win. If, if well, did they win that game? They won that game. Oh so that's God. God. They had to win that game to go to game six. I mean, I'm sorry, go to game seven. So no, uh, I, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think that's a line that you can live with all the time. I'll say that. Was that an overtime game? The last game? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So they just gave him, they just got 62 points from two players. Yeah. And that, and that, so that's what they got to do. Lillard. They McCollum, have to they do have it. to do that. They today. have to do yeah. it. Yeah. They've got to be right. Be aggressive. If, uh, if they're doing that and they're losing, 
what do you I mean uh, uh, I feel like there's something that has to happen here McCollum has to to make shots yep for them to 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 be able to to advance tonight so I got Toronto and Denver winning or Toronto and Portland winning but it would not be surprised at all if Denver pulls this out I wouldn't be surprised if Philadelphia pulled it out Really? I wouldn't. I mean, why? Really? Let's get it's 3-3. Eugene, I do not trust. I don't trust that team. I don't trust either one of those teams. I don't trust the team. <laughs> I trust Kawhi. That's the uh, only okay. reason I that I trust Kawhi. Toronto. Okay. I, I look at okay, Kawhi I agree. and I trust Kawhi. Um, I trust that he knows. He knows what it takes. He's going to get it done. I trust that Kawhi okay. is going to get it done. Fair enough. I don't trust Philly. And these Phillies got the same. Philly could suffer from the same thing that Houston suffers from to a lesser degree, they're kind of on the come up of suffering from it. Yeah. Having a great team on paper. Yeah. You look at it on paper, this should be no contest. Oh, yeah. Um, Jimmy Butler. The way that it Paris, all fits yeah. together is not... It, it, it's 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 decent because right now you're in a game seven today. Right. So we can't say it's horrible. It's not horrible. However, is it up to expectation? I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't I don't know if they're living up to that expectation on paper. But I guess we'll see tonight. This is Regin ATL coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia via Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Google Play. We'll see you next time.